Everybody, I have, uh, I've never done Coke, but I, I'm not against it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. I'm talking cocaine. I'm talking nose candy. Never done it, but maybe I should. Maybe we all should be doing drugs all the time. That's what I'm, why not? I don't know why we wouldn't just be trying things at this point. I'm 30. Two. I, I'm 31. I keep thinking I'm 32 because the second I turn a year, I'm like, well, I might as well be the next year. And then that's how I think of myself until the end of time. I'm 31. I spent the whole year thinking I'm 32. That's the way it goes. Why aren't we all just doing hard drugs all the time? No way to know. Is Coke a hard drug? It doesn't seem like it's a hard drug. It seems like it's a drug that everybody in New York does uh, the way, uh, I don't know, people shake hands in small towns. It seems like <laughs> a little bump, a little bump, a little Coke, a little a little high, a little low. I don't know. Is it addictive? I, I have no idea. I haven't done any research, but we should all get into it. Maybe I just need an alternate vice. I feel like my main vice right now is food and I eat too much and I'm too fat. And it's like, you know what? Maybe if I picked up another vice, a second vice, that vice would like, I, I just don't think I'm a two vice guy. I think I'm, you know, probably a little lazy, a little, a little lazy. And I like to eat food. And I think other than that, I'm, I've pretty much got my life together. <laughs> Not a lot of other vices when you don't go anywhere and you just eat a lot. I don't know. Uh, the, is Coke addictive? I have no idea if Coke's addictive. Do you do you take one one Coke sniff and you're just like, oh, this is this is me from now on. Now I'm a Coke guy. I am coking it up. And all of a sudden your septum is like rotting away. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know how the Coke works. I know it used to be in sodas. I know it used to be in Coca-Cola, hence the Coca in the cola. And uh, people were happy. People liked it. And uh, they sold a lot of a lot of soda. People were happy. People enjoyed it. And, you know, it, it is what it is. Why? Why not? Also, what's the worst that happened? You, can you overdose on Coke? I don't know. I guess maybe I should do some research before I'm doing this. I didn't know if you could overdose on Coke. I don't know. I don't know what you can overdose on. Maybe I'm showing my naivete. But why not? Why aren't we just trying hard stuff all the time? What else is there? <laughs> why not? Why not take a chance? Just try something new. What's the worst that happens? You you overdose and die, I guess, is the worst that happens. But what if what if that's not what happens every time you you take a drug? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm getting out of my depth. I, I was thinking about this just because I saw a picture online of somebody posting, I think, like a read, uh, like an HD version. You know how they like. You know, back in the day, they would film things and the camera quality wasn't great. And then, you know, we remaster them for today. And all of a sudden you're you're seeing all of the extra, all the extra pieces that, <laughs> that back in the day, they just they weren't you can't you couldn't see like they'd film friends and they'd have somebody standing in. This is one. I think it was Phoebe was talking to. Rage insert whatever friend talking to whatever friend and they're actually talking to a double 
and they a stand in, it's a stand in for Rachel. And because of the camera, what do you call it? The camera ratio. It doesn't look, it looks like she's just talking to somebody off screen. But then when you redo the ratio for today, you can actually see that the doubles there. I mean, this is crazy. So, so they have the original film, I guess, that this was shot on and then they re-release it. How does that even happen? If you shoot something in SD, how do you just make it HD? Like, what do you, I thought once you, once you did it, it was done. I, I didn't realize you could keep redoing it, but you can, you can keep redoing it. So whatever. So, so we have all these old things now that are getting remastered, retouched. The screen is wider. All of a sudden things that were off screen or on screen, et cetera, et cetera. And I saw one that made me laugh, which was, uh, uh, the the grandfather and Charlie in the Chocolate Factory in the HD version, I guess it's more apparent. Somebody zooms in on his hand and he has the extra long uh, pinky nail, which we all know what that means. It's the Coke nail. I, I don't know what <laughs> you need a Coke nail for, uh, but it seems gross. I had a football coach in high school who had a Coke nail. I I didn't. Uh, it's weird. It's definitely weird. Why why you would grow out the nail on your pinky extra long to do coke? I feel like there's plenty of things you could do coke off of that are not your your pinky. And again, I'm not speaking from experience. I'm speaking purely as an outside observer and someone who you know occasionally gets stuff under his under his nails. You know, I'll be like bacon or cooking or something and then just you got a little something under the nails and you got to you got to clean them up you got to pick them out you got to file them you got to keep the nails trim and it just doesn't seem like the cleanest way you just put coke what happens if you get coke stuck under your nails what happens then do you want to carry that coke around you're under the nail coke for like a week or whatever until the next time you try and take a bump and then you're scooping your dirty coconut. It's also like this is how how sanitary could this possibly be? Long nails in general freak me out. OK, now we're, we're getting off. <laughs> we're seeing some like TV show or some like vice thing where they were talking to all these women who like grew out their nails like natural, long, like natural. Na- disgusting. I'm sorry. All these all these ladies put these like stick on long nails like, ugh, oh, my God, you got like an inch. I don't know. Sometimes you look at nails. You're just like, oh, that's cute. Those are nice. These are nice girl nails. And then sometimes they're like super long and you're like, what is happening here? How are you able to type on your phone? How are you able to text? How are you able to wipe your ass with these Wolverine claws that you've attached to your fingers? This is insane. So I just don't think that dunking your dirty, your dirty talon into the same Coke that other people are. You're just, I'm picture you just scooping a little Coke out of your little Coke container and then rubbing it under your nose with your dirty Coke nail. It just seems gross. It seems gross. Cut your nails, get a, use a key or a a dollar bill or whatever it is that you, I imagine that's what you do. I, we should all be doing Coke, I guess. And I, if I do it, it will not be through a nail. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I'm too. Maybe it's it's an upper, right? It gets you jazz like caffeine or something like that. It gets you go- going, ready to go. I could use some of that. I'm a lazy guy. I just need a little. I gave up caffeine because of migraines and I just need a little get up and go. I'm a lazy. You ever get. <laughs> I have all this stuff. I have like a bunch of these like Google hubs and the Google the the things and you can give them voice commands. You ever you guys have any of those? You ever feel like, man, I just don't want to have to tell this thing to put my lights on or whatever, you know? Like I don't I don't I'm too lazy to give a voice command. I don't know when that happened. You ever in that place where you're just like, "Oh, can I just do it on my phone? I don't want to have to like talk 
to this. I don't want to hear my own voice. I don't want to have to explain to this robot machine exactly what I want right now. I just don't want I don't want to talk to anybody. I just need to be in the zone. I'll do it on my phone. I don't even need the fake interaction that comes from a machine. No, thank you. Not today. Uh, let's talk uh, Young Rock. I have not seen it. TV show. I feel like I'm in a bit of a rut. I've just I've just been consuming media. I haven't been going anywhere because of COVID. I feel like all, all of my things to talk about are, are media related. But anyway, you know I love The Rock. I love The Rock. I, he may have, he, he's straight a bit for me uh, from from the core fan base, and that's all right. I love him. I love him. I love him. Here's something we don't need: is a Young Rock TV show. I don't need it. I don't want it from anybody. You know what's not interesting? The younger version of anyone. It's not interesting. We've I mean we've done this before. Episode one, Star Wars, Darth Vader as a kid. Cool. Awesome. Sweet. Pat Oswald has definitely done this bit. Boba Fett. Cool. Boy, you know you love Boba Fett. Let's see him as a little kid. Let's do it. I hate a prequel. We already know what happens. We know that you're the rock. We know that you're a superstar. The ending is we know this story. If you you could Google, you can go on Wikipedia, read this story already, and it's over. Why even watch the show? We know what happens to this guy. That's the worst kind of story possible is the story that starts and then immediately it's like, hey, uh, let's cut back to this. One. Oh, it's like, here's here's a here's a story. Here's an action sequence explosion. Whoa, this is going to be an awesome movie three days earlier. It's like, why are we going back now? Why did you start at the end of this movie? Now, the rest of this movie for the next hour, I'm bored out of my mind because I already know what's going to happen. I know it's going to end with this guy in a field looking at a horse. He turns around, his car blows up. Spoiler alert for. The first minute of what is it that George Clooney movie with the lawyer? I don't know. But the young rock, I don't need a young rock thing. I love the rock. Make more tequila, make more movies, play Black Adam or Shazam or whatever it is you want to do. I love it. Being make another Fast and the Furious spinoff. Gotta love it. I mean, it's great. They're they're not great, but they're great. But they're they're the rock. So it's amazing. I just don't need young rock. You should see the rock is a little kid. I don't care. I don't care about the rock as a little kid. We hear him talk. I'd love to hear him talk about his childhood. I don't need to see it. I also he's also the most electrifying man in the history of show business. And we have three actors who are now just trying to capture the rock's essence. Talk about an impossible feat. If you thought Jared Leto trying to follow Heath Ledger's uh, performance as the Joker was tough. Just wait till you have some some young, fresh-faced whippersnapper rolling into Hollywood day one. Hey, you're the rock now. You're the rock. You're just the most uh, incredible, <laughs> electrifying personality we've ever had. Uh, you're incredibly handsome. You're jacked out of your mind. You're the best talker in the biz. And go. It's <laughs> been like, okay, cool. Now you're the rock. Great. Good for you. That's an insurmountable goal. I mean, it's going to be tough. I don't, I don't know. You don't need, I'm not going to watch it. I don't need to watch it. And it'll probably run for 10 seasons. I mean, there's young Sheldon. We already know big bang theory, very popular show went on for like 10 seasons, like the most popular comedy of all time or something like that. Something crazy, even though I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't love it. And I don't think it's got the critical acclaim that any of these other I don't know if any of these most popular comedies have critical acclaim. I think you have to be like generic enough that, you know, you're not artistic. You know, you got to just be like middle of the road. You got to be like generic, very approachable comedy. Big Bang Theory. Well, we're done with these guys. We're so long to Sheldon Cooper, young Sheldon. Here we go. At least that's a fictional character. So like they're making up his whole childhood. But still, we know. 
he becomes this big bang theory guy. How interested could you be in someone where you know what happens to him? I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I, maybe I'm wrong. Whatever. It's not great. <laughs> oh, guys, I need to. I think I want to start doing some. Would you rather's on the show? I need some. I need some questions. I need to send in your emails. Send in a voicemail if you've got it. Uh, uh, reach out to me on Twitter. You can message me at, at Tim Keck forever on everything. Uh, you can email uh, come at me show at gmail.com. You can leave a voicemail that's on the, the podcast description, uh, the phone number. Check it out. Do it. Please uh, send some messages in. I'm going to go back to doing a lot more of that, uh, reading messages, responding to stuff. Uh, let's have some fun with it, guys. Let's get let's get a little interactive here. I love it. I want to think about would you rather's a lot. Uh, a friend asked me one the other day. I don't even remember what it was, but it's would you rather it's something like would you rather, you know, I think we were talking about the lottery or whatever. Would you rather take like a lump sum or get like so much money every year? And the funny thing about would you rather's to me is that for a second in my mind, it's like, oh, wow, one either way, I'm rich. You know, it's like I. If the if the thing is like, well, you can get five million dollars now or you can get a thousand dollars a week for the rest of your life. It's like, oh, wow, cool. Both scenarios. I'm way better off than I was before. And for a second, I get my hopes up and I'm like, yeah, man, this is great. This will be cool. I'm rich. This is awesome. Who doesn't love being rich? This is great. And then you're let down when you're just like, oh, yeah, no, this is just a hypothetical. This is a hypothetical. It's like I've heard that's how you talk to. uh that's like a parenting trick for children, right? Is you say you don't give them options, you give them options, but irrelevant options. So like you want them to come in instead of saying, hey, let's go inside. You say, hey, do you want to run inside or do you want to skip inside? And then they get to make a choice. But ultimately what happens doesn't change. That's like what it is. All these hypotheticals. Would you rather uh, win a million dollars or make a thousand dollars a week or whatever it is? Or would you rather live in this mansion, but you can't listen to Kanye West music ever again? It's like, oh, wow, this is great. And for a second, my <laughs> my like real outside knowledge is turned off. And it's just like, OK, cool. Well, either way, I'm going to be in a mansion. I'm not going to listen to Kanye, whatever. Either way, my life is way, way better than it was or something fun is happening. You know, whatever. Here, I'll tell you what I want to talk about now. And I might lose people on this is Hamilton. I want to talk about Hamilton. I just watched it on Disney Plus. Uh, not spoilers yet. Let's start general, okay? Generally speaking, uh, and I'm probably going to end on this, keeping it short and sweet this week. Hamilton thoughts. Uh, general musical thoughts, okay? Before before we get into spoiler alerts, which I will uh, definitely get into some spoilers. Let's see. I'm going to need to pull this up, too. Because I have opinions and I need to break this down. What was the best? Oh, man. Oh, man. Wait for it. Lyrics. That's what I want to pull up. Look at this. Here we go. Here we go. General thoughts on musicals. First off, I love a musical. Who doesn't love a musical? I don't know how much I love recorded musicals or I've loved recorded musicals in the past. Movies that are musicals. I don't know. Mixed Mixed bag with the adaptations, right? Sound of Music. I never saw that on Broadway, but you best believe that was playing in my house nonstop as a kid, mostly because it was my sister's favorite movie. And by proxy, uh, after a while, it just became a, a something I knew all the words to just because I had to listen to all the words all the time in the background 
of whatever I was doing. Uh, the same with Backstreet Boys and Sync, all that good stuff. I, I don't know how many like dudes were listening to that just straight up. I don't know how many of my guy friends had NSYNC CDs, but then now like 10 years later, we're all like, yeah, we know every word to the NSYNC songs and all of a sudden we love it because it's nostalgic. Even though we never went out of our way to listen to it, we just were around like sponges absorbing it while, you know, the girls we were friends with and the sisters we had were playing it nonstop. That's how it is. Musicals, these hit or miss sound of music great i don't know lame is pretty terrible into the woods not great but those musicals are awesome they're sweet i like this like now it seems like they recorded this i didn't realize they recorded this in like 2016 crazy it's absolutely crazy that they just recorded this they did so much foresight to to record this uh musical in 2016 it's the original cast very cool very fun very sweet Uh, And it looks great. It's on stage. It's in the guy's faces. I love this. Every musical should be doing this. I don't know when they're going to come out with Book of Mormon musical like this film, whenever Disney's going to throw enough money at them to like release the video, but they better have video and I better get to see it eventually because I saw it live. It was awesome. And I'd love to watch it again. That's how it is. Uh, Here's some trends I've noticed in (laughs) in musicals. Things I love about musicals. Musicals have a funny way of making uh, like have have like no technology, but somehow theater technology is like cool. You know, I remember seeing the Lion King as a kid and, and you seen the seen the cartoon and you're like, wow, it's a cartoon. These are like action. I'm watching a lion talk. This is super cool. But then you go see the musical and it's a dude and he's got the like he's got a mask but it's on like still like sticks above his head so it like dangles in front of it it dangles above his head when he's standing up but then when he bends over it like flops down it's hard to describe but it's basically creates this long neck with a with a mask at the end of it and it looks kind of dumb until you see the context of a musical and the the performances that are going on and it's incredible and you're like wow this is brilliant they did this thing with the buffalo stampede where some dudes were cranking they had like (laughs) antelope on like on like a big revolving thing and these dudes were cranking like like they were pulling in an anchor on like an old-timey Spanish galleon and uh and as they're cranking and cranking this like this thing is spinning and spinning and these wood antelopes are going up and down up and down kind of staying in place and you're like this is dumb this is <laughs> this is this is the technology they use to like dry clothes or wash clothing in medieval times and we're applying that to the theater but for some reason because it's the theater you're like oh my god this is amazing this is the most advanced technology I've ever seen in my life. I think that's a big thing. <laughs> I'll come back to that. This one of the technology things that I love in a musical is the rotating floor. I love a rotating floor. Who doesn't love a rotating floor? I saw it first in Les Mis. You're strolling through a town. The floor is rotating in a circle. Does every theater have a rotating floor? When did the rotating floor become like a basic essential for every musical ever? It's incredible. I'm all about the rotating floor. You could do so much with it. You're on it. You're off it. Rotating in general, I'm a fan of. Rotating floor, it's got all the best things. Moving sidewalks come to mind. I love a moving sidewalk. I love an escalator. I love a lazy Susan. Combine all of those, put it on the floor, make a musical on top of it. You've got a revolving door in a theater, revolving floor in a theater, and it's awesome. You can put things on it. You can jump off of it. I don't know. You end up creating this very cool effect where people are walking through town. And again, it's a very slow moving floor. It's not that exciting, but for some reason in a musical, it's like, oh my God, this is so cool. So cool. And another thing they do in Hamilton, which they do in like every musical ever, is they love 
putting on jackets and taking off jackets because the jacket is like the easiest piece of clothing to like take on and put off and they're wearing all this stuff on them. Like they're, they're wearing their elaborate costumes. And so then they're like, well, I'm going out into the cold. And so then they like put on a heavy ja- a fur jacket and then they go walk in uh, into the bar and then they take off their fur jacket, they hang it up, but then they're in the office and they need to put on their office jacket and they take it off. <laughs> no, no joke. Lin-Manuel Will Miranda switches jackets seven times in Hamilton. Spoiler alert for that, uh, for the number of jackets jackets he has on and uh yeah i don't know it's funny it gets me every time it's good uh hamilton did i like it i liked it is it worth the hype i don't know maybe i missed it hamilton good i mean i enjoyed it i want to watch it again that's the highest compliment you could give something is you want to watch it again was my mind blown no did i clap at a tv <laughs> a couple times after songs yes was there amazing music in it Yes. Is it the best musical I've ever seen? No, it's still Book of Mormon. Whatever. Uh, 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 here's the thing about musicals, too, it, which Hamilton does a lot of this, too, which is I expected Hamilton to be funny and it really wasn't. And uh, the reason why Book of Mormon, in my mind, is just the best musical is it was like it was straight up an episode of South Park. You guys ever seen Book of Mormon? It's like actually funny. And I think a lot of times we're like, oh, yeah, this musical, you got to see it. It's hilarious. And it's not hilarious. It's funny for a musical, but it's not funny. I feel like musicals have a lot of that. Like whatever, you, anything you say about a musical, how great it is, how cool it is. You got to throw the like the words for a musical at the end of whatever you're saying. <laughs> Oh my God, it was mind blowing. It was so good. It was amazing. I mean, I it was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. For a musical. <laughs> it's not the Grand Canyon. It's Kinky Boots. All right. It's not. My, what are we talking about here? Most incredible thing you've ever seen. It can't be. It's a musical. There's a limit on all these things. A musical cannot be. It's not arbitrarily. Fu- it's just it's funny for a musical. Book of Mormon straight up comedy. Straight up comedy. Hamilton had a lot of things where it's like everyone's talking about how mind blowing this thing is because there's people who rap and stuff. And it's like, cool, that's fine. Uh, it's very cool that people are rapping, you know, for a musical. But as someone who's been li- listening to rap music since high school, like whatever, there's nothing new here. This is not new information for me. Uh all right, Let, I'm going to th- this is the spoiler alert part might get into some spoilers for Hamilton. If you if that worries you at all, if not, if you've seen it or you don't care, keep listening. I don't know how crazy I'm going to get. I'm not going to ruin anything. Also, you can go on Wikipedia and just Google Hamilton's life. There's no tw- that, that's one of the flaws, I would say, in this movie is keeps it from being great is there is no real plot. It's just th- this guy, Alexander Hamilton, and he does things and then people talk about them. And even, you know, I take that back. He doesn't really do anything. Think now in your life about like, what did Alexander Hamilton do? He started the National Bank. He was never president. That's everything I know about Alexander Hamilton. He didn't really like win any battles in the war. He was friends with George Washington. Like a big moment in the musical is when they write the papers, which I knew I knew about in like high school and completely forgot. But, you know, the new U.S. Constitution comes out and people 
people are trying to, you know, decide if they like it or not. And he writes the insert name of the papers and he does it with like three other people, including like John Adams and, uh, have I been saying John Adams is older? Alexander Hamilton. What is Alexander Hamilton? It starts with John, John Adams, whoever, blah, blah, blah. And there's this moment where it's like, wow. And then this paper, these papers that they wrote, they wrote 90 papers. John Adams only wrote five. This other guy wrote 10 and Alexander Hamilton wrote 60 fucking papers. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, this guy writes so much. It's like, I don't, I don't care. I can't get excited about a paper. I haven't ever been excited about a paper. What are you talking about? How am I supposed to be excited that this guy likes to write a lot? Like whatever. It's not, he's not writing a fantasy novel or something is not not explaining anything new he's just talking about the constitution it's old we already live in the constitution i don't know it's not i don't find it compelling or exciting to know how much that this guy liked to write which is most of this he he was he wrote for george washington he wanted to fight in the war he was a general for a minute they, they don't even say if he won they just talk about all of his friends and then you know at the end i i don't know i don't know I love a plot. That's my that's why I love a great plot. And this thing, no plot. Just everyone is this. If it does, it doesn't pass the Bechtel test, you know, like if the Bechtel test is like if a a a women driven storyline is uh, does it do they talk about things that aren't guys or like dating men? Do they are they able to have their own conversations? If they can't, they fail the Bechtel test. Hamilton fails the Alexander Hamilton old test. Because every single thing in the in the show is about Alexander Hamilton. Nobody has their own moments. Nobody has their own lives except in relationship to Alexander Hamilton and talking about how great Alexander Hamilton is, which leads me to my favorite song in this. And I, I and this song slaps, man. Wait for it by the guy, Leslie Odom Jr., who I'm pretty sure is Aaron Burr, the guy who shoots Alexander Hamilton. This this song, it's amazing. I thought it was so good. I clapped after I saw it. Not to overhype it, but uh, man, the hook in this is like... <laughs> <laughs> oh man he's talking about this girl that he's in love with but her husband's away and they're and they're sleeping together while he's gone and he's like he's this guy's over in georgia trying to keep the colonies in line he's like you can keep all of georgia because this girl's mine love doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints it takes and it takes and it takes and we keep loving it anyway that's powerful stuff that's the first like hook you know and then he talks about his grandfather was a fire and brimstone preacher and how his mom was a genius and that his family had all this all this impact and they died and they left nothing for him except for this legacy of powerful people to come before him that he needed to protect. And then the verse after that is death doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. It takes and it takes and it takes and we keep living anyway. We rise and we fall and we break and we make our mistakes. There's a reason I'm still alive. All this good stuff. All this good stuff. The next verse is just all about Alexander Hamilton. And the hook after that is Hamilton doesn't hesitate. He exhibits no restraint. He takes, he takes, and he takes. In this song, the best song in the musical, this guy compares love, death, life, and Alexander Hamilton in the same sentence this guy thinks about love and death and life and alexander hamilton in the same way <laughs> they both 
He describes Alexander Hamilton the same way he, ex- he he describes the love of his life and the death of the people in his family and his impending death and his race with his own destiny. It's it's it doesn't this song doesn't pass the Hamill Bechtel test. It is crazy. Why why can't this guy just sing a song on his own? It all has to be about Alexander Hamilton. That part kind of sucks, but the song slaps. It's amazing. It's great. Uh, I loved Ham. I mean, it's all. I want to watch it again. <laughs> I don't want to dissuade you from this. Here's the thing. Here's the final thing on Hamilton, which makes it tough. Plot not great. Music awesome. Uh, performances amazing, except for the lead. Got to tell you, Lin Manuel Miranda sucks ass. I'm not a fan of this guy. I know he's talented. I get that he's he's good at things. He wrote this whole thing. He wrote the music. I think. I mean. The best thing he ever did was Moana. Somehow his voice really works in Moana. I don't know if they're like auto tuning it after the fact or whatever, but he is not a good performer. And it's a testament. (laughs) A buddy of mine said this. It's a testament to how good the Hamilton is that the guy who wrote it is allowed to be the lead. You know, like the rest of it is so good that this guy is allowed to suck and be the lead. And it's still an amazing musical, you know, like it's still great. And and for a while, you like forget that he sucks, like all of his all the notes. I don't even know enough about music. Music is like Coke to me. I don't understand it. Uh, I haven't done it. I have no experience with it. But as a peripheral observer, it's like, oh, this guy isn't really hitting all the notes, I guess. I don't know what a note is, but you can tell he's not hitting them. And but it's OK. It's fine. It's good. And then like Leslie Odom Jr. rolls in, starts belting wait for it about Theodosia and Georgia. And you're like, holy fuck. <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda sucks ass. Anybody else would have absolutely crushed this role. He is not nearly as good a singer as some of these other dudes. These other guys are um, these other people are amazing. I mean, and then you're like, oh, well, he's a good rapper. He's a great rapper. Everyone knows he's known as a rapper. People love his rapper. And then these girls playing these like this, like sisters come out and they're wrapping circles around him. This chick, I don't know her name, but like the lead chick in the sister crew is like the best rapper I've ever heard in my life. And she's crushing it and just making Lin-Manuel Miranda look like a look like a middle schooler just wandered on stage in the middle of a high school play. And like, I don't know what. I don't know. I don't know. It's I would recommend would recommend. <laughs> oh, should I do more pop culture stuff? Should I do more videos? Would you guys be interested in that? Let me know if you'd be interested in just random thoughts on other stuff. I've done. I did Die Hard with Man Strickland a little while ago. Kind of talked about Hamilton for a while now here. Uh, would you guys be interested in me doing like one offs, like just talking about different movies and stuff or different events? Um, let me know. Shoot me an email. Uh, you can text if you have my number you can text me whatever just let you have ways of reaching out with me you can do those thank you so much for listening Uh, email the show call the show let me know guys and king stays king bye